0: Are you ready to get out of your head and into the heart? Into the heart space, an intentional space for deep diving, heartfelt conversations, spiritual discussion, and conscious raising content. I'm Kelly Keefe, and I'm so grateful to be here creating with you all. So let's get cozy into our hearts and rise together once again. A special treat for you today i'm really excited to introduce anthony maraca after years of struggling with addiction anthony began to question his very purpose in life it was during one of his lowest points he began to pray to god and surrender his life to him it was at this moment his spiritual awakening began things started to happen that did not make sense he started to hear see and feel things that were not of this world Teachers showed up out of nowhere making it seem as if he was being divinely guided on a path which contains some sort of predestined plan. Anthony was told he was a psychic medium, and so began his development with spirit. He was mentored under world-renowned psychic mediums Lisa Williams and Tony Stockwell. Today, Anthony is a professional psychic medium and travels the country demonstrating mediumship and teaching workshops. Anthony, thank you so much for taking time to be here chatting today. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's my absolute pleasure um so if you wouldn't mind uh we gave brief introduction there but if maybe you could elaborate on anything i didn't share in your introduction or kind of give us a little bit more insight of the journey that's brought you to where you are today
1: yeah absolutely you know um a couple of things i mean you know i, I didn't in the introduction i don't really dive into you know I, I had an issue with drugs and alcohol i mean that was my my major thing so throughout life um so when i was a teenager i started to dibble and dabble into drugs and alcohol and throughout my um my 20s um you know i've I've been into a couple rehabs and and, um, so i always had this problem i always had um, an addiction there and really when i look back now it was probably myself numbing my sensitivities uh, um to energy and not knowing how to deal with energy in some way um so i found an easy route when i was younger and so it was you know through my struggles in life um through i always say like I, i i lived hell you know i literally have gone through my own hell my own personal hell, uh through uh, physical ailments from drugs, um, you know, I was, uh, I've been arrested, I've uh, a lot of problems put it that way. And so it was only in the time of, I always believed in uh, a power greater than myself. I always kind of believed in something, but I just didn't, I couldn't follow the, like a dogmatic religious type of a thing, you know? Um, and so, but inside me, I always believed that there was some sort of power greater than myself, um, which i choose to call god and so i you know after going through many rehabs um i surrendered to that power you know um, uh, you know i was sober for about six years in my 20s and then i decided to go back out and, and do some more research there and see um if i you know i became a bartender actually which is like what like you were sober <laughs> you were a bartender yes I, I was sober i became a bartender i was actually a loan officer believe it or not and so in 2008 when we had the mortgage crash I decided to go out and um, uh, do bartending until that kind of you know, held over just to make some extra money there. And uh, I just dived right back into like the, the club scene. And um, I, I was a bartender in a lot of uh, New York City clubs, New Jersey clubs, stuff like that. And, um, and from there, really, my life spiraled down very fast within two years, and I was once again living that hell. And um, I, you know after you've been sober for so long, you know that there is a better way of life you know there is you know that there's a better way of life so um eventually after those two years or two and a half years however long it was um i did get sober again uh, i don't really think by choice to be honest with you i kind of was pushed back into it i kind of feel like now from spirit um but ultimately i made the decision uh, but you know things were spiraling out of control really quickly um Relationships were breaking up, you know, the financial problems and everything was just, you know, spiraling down. And, and I really was left with, with nothing at that point. And so I had surrendered again. I had some friends that I made when I was sober um, the last time, and they came back around and, and really helped me. And so I surrendered again. And I surrendered, that's where, where the introduction kind of takes off because that's where I surrendered to, to the higher power, to God, and my understanding there and ask. You know, I always knew there was a purpose. You know, something deep down inside me says, you know, there was a purpose. My soul, my spirit. I always knew there was a purpose for everyone. You know, everyone has a purpose here in life. And we didn't just come here randomly. And I never knew what my purpose was. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when I was in AA, because I did do AA, a 12-step program, um, I did help a lot of people. I did, um, you know, take people through the steps and all this other stuff to help them recover. Um, but So I, I kind of feel like I thought I was going to be a life coach, to be honest with you. That's what I was thinking, that I would want to be life coaching. Um, and sure enough, after I started praying this you know, this prayer for about a week, uh, literally weird stuff started happening to me. And it was like these perfect synchronicities. At the time, I didn't know what synchronicities were. But these things, you know, like just the universe, God, spirit started lining these people. And before you know it, I'm talking to a pastor, you know, a Christian pastor telling me, God's using me. God's gonna use me, and then you know I'm over here. You know my friend comes around and tells me you need to go for a reading, and I was like, a reading? What are you talking about? You know, the psychic, you know. And uh, I was like, you know, all this weird stuff was happening. And so and I remember one of my friends said, dude, there's a lot of stuff happening around you. Maybe you should just go for this reading. Just pay the fifty dollars and go, you know. And I was like, all right, I'll go. So I, I did this reading, and and sure enough, so, you know, it was a good reading. It was a phone reading from a woman and um, I thought it was good, you know, I liked it, she really hit, you know, hit a lot of things off that I was going through at that time, and about a week later she called back, Um, my friend reached out to me that set it up, and I said, I I, I came into mediumship as kind of a skeptic, I'm gonna be real honest with you, and so I said, as soon as my friend messaged me, like, this woman wants to talk to you again, and right away I was like, does she want more money? Does she want more money from me? You know what I mean? And actually, she was texting me at the time, and she had said, she knows you don't have money, as I was typing that. I was like, right, this is weird, you know? And, uh, you know, she needs to talk to you. So I said, okay, tell her Tuesday. And she's like, no, she needs to talk to you tomorrow. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it tomorrow night. So I got on the back on the phone with this woman, and the first thing she said was, um, I know you don't have any money. You know, I said, oh, okay, good. And uh, I, I think I was like, you know, 30 or maybe 45 days sober, and I was just trying to get my life back together. And so she had... Uh, she said, But you've you've come up in every one of my readings this week. You know, Spirit has brought you up. I need there's a message I need to tell you. Yeah. And so she did her thing and she, you know, gave me she connected in and she gave me the message and, and, and told me that this was um, this is what I, I was. You know, I, I was you know, I was very sensitive to energy and I had the ability for mediumship and um, you know spirit was pushing me in that direction if I chose to. You know, we all have free will. You know, I could choose to, to go this route or not. And you know, it, it intrigued me, it interested me. Um, and so she, at that point, she told me, you know, take my number. You're gonna have questions. Things are gonna to start to happen to you that you're gonna need help with. You're gonna have questions. And so, I, you know, I said, okay. And she said, I'll never charge you again. Just you know, write me or call me. Who's my email address? So it sounded cool. And I really, honestly, I expected, uh, um, I expected the dead. I expected someone uh, that was past to show up in front of my face and start communicating to me. You know, I would wake up in the middle of the night to maybe go to the bathroom, and I'd be like scared to come around the corner of my, in my condo, you know? And, uh, and that never happened. And so um, I actually uh, taught myself how to meditate. And so through meditation, I used to lay down and meditate because I never really got back. Through meditation, I, I really would fall into almost what I would say is a trance. You know, I, I would go into this, uh, um, you know, after a couple of minutes of, you know, listening to my breath and, and stuff, I kind of would go into this space and I would start to hear, you know, faint whispers around me. I I, someone sometimes internally I would hear uh, um, a different name go by in my mind. You know, know, what's going on here? And um, sure enough, and then about three weeks after that, a woman that actually made me a believer in mediumship, uh, 12 years earlier, came back around. So weirdly, how you know how this all works? um, I run into her, and she says to me, "Come for a reading." You know, and I was like, "Oh, here we go again." And she says, I need to speak with you. You know, And I said, okay. And right before the reading, about a week before the reading, because um, I had to wait for the police for her, she had called me and told me, you know, plan to be here for two hours. You know, it rains an hour, but plan to be here for two hours. And I said, okay, you know, I know what you are. And I said, okay. And from that reading, at the very end, again, still with kind of my skeptic mind, she says, I want to develop you. You know, I want to develop you. And um, I said, how much? Because I money, and plus I'm thinking that this woman well, we just wants my money. How much? She said nothing. You know, it's what I'm being told to do. And so, and I look back now, unfortunately me and her don't really speak anymore. Um, we went our separate ways. But I do look back now and say, wow, spirit, that's, the, that's like the best way spirit. Because if that lady even said to me $100, I probably would have said no. I think that she wants my money, you know, this whole thing. So I, I started my development with her. She taught me all about energy and work. six months and she taught me about energy she never taught me how how to do readings um and stuff like that and um you know we we went we did go our separate ways at some point um there and eventually spirit kind of pushed me into doing readings which i thought that was funny with friends you know people would start to egg me come on just try you know what i mean and so um i would literally at the time i didn't know what i was doing um, but I was I was doing psychometry. I would I would ask them for an object that they were wearing. If it was a woman, you know, they had a bracelet or a watch or a keys or a necklace or something. I would hold it in my hand, and I would close my eyes, and all this information would come through, and I would give it to them. Uh, um, and and then as that progressed, the deceased started to show up in my readings. You know, and um, I would start to hear a name, and then I would feel kind of a presence, kind of coming through, and 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 from there, you know, then um, you know down the road. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny, though, I'll be real honest, for me, I've always was plagued with self-doubt. I mean, that's probably part of my addiction, you know what I mean? Uh, never being good enough. So I was really, you know, it sounds all cool, to stuff, now, but let me tell you, I was really scared, you know? I was really fearful. I wasn't fearful of what I was doing, I was fearful that what would people think of me, you know what I mean? I had a great fear of what would people think of me. You know, oh my! Especially, i um, You know, I was a bartender in the club scene. Now all of a sudden, people are going to see me start posting on Facebook. I'm a psychic. They're going to like this kid's back on drugs again. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I had this. You know, I had these immense fears within me: fear of what people think, fear of not being good enough. You know this whole this whole nine. And so, um, I kind of ran to, to to try to do more development or try to find someone to help me. And that's, lo and behold, really interesting and weirdly, my wife at the time with my girlfriend Um, is kind of a prophetic dreamer, and had this dream about Lisa Williams. But she didn't know it was Lisa Williams. Lisa Williams is a very uh, famous medium. She had a couple TV shows back when John Everett was on. I still think they run run Life Among the Dead and something else. I think they still run reruns of her shows on like the Woman's entertainment or one of those TV shows. Um, so my wife has this dream, and one day I find this, that Lisa's gonna take on you know, some, some people to mentor, and I, one night I show, with the iPad, I show my wife, this is Lisa Williams, and she goes, oh my God, that's her, that's the dream, that's the woman in my dream, you know? And I was like, really? And so, you know, like a long story short, I applied to study with Lisa, she, you know, she fixed me, and um, next thing I know, I'm working with her for months, and I'm out in Chicago there, finishing with her, and Lisa Williams took a really fond liking to me right away. Uh, um, we, we stayed in contact after leaving there. And then within a year, actually, she was on her East Coast tour here in, um, in a stop in New Jersey and asked me to open for her in front of 1,100 people in the Mayo Performing Arts Center in Morristown, New Jersey. So it was like I was kind of pushed into this um, in some way. I did say, I will say, I did, but I, you know, at one point, like, because of all my fears, I did go to life coaching school. And because I tried to walk away from mediumship, you know, I was just so afraid, you know what I mean? Again, not afraid of info or the deceased or spirit. I was afraid of my own, what will people think of me, you know, if people think it's really cuckoo, you know, type thing. And so I did sign up for um, Quantum Success Coaching Academy. And, um, and I started to do that and it was funny because as I started that, like the money that I was paying there dried up. And I remember having a, going out one night until I used to live across the street from a park. And I have, my, I have a Doberman, and me and her went for a walk, Tasha. And I said, uh, um, I just started l- looking up at the stars and speaking to, to God and to Spirit, you know, and, and saying, like, what is going on? I'm trying to better my life. I'm sober. I'm trying to help other people. You know, this money's not showing up all of a sudden. Like, what just happened? And, and sure enough, um, I went home. I, I walked back home. You know, and literally, all of a sudden, I just felt really guided to go and take this CD of this pastor that someone gave me um, a while back, and put it in and hit play. And I just, I just laid there and listened, and it was like this person was speaking to me through me. You know what I mean? And I knew it was this message that potentially God or Spirit had for me there, and it was all about like surrendering to the will, you know what I mean? The will of what needs to be done. And so I surrendered, you know, I, I surrendered and the money didn't show back up for the the coaching academy and I dropped out and so be it. I continued on with my mediumship and knew that that was the right way for, for me to go, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, and that's really a lot of, in the very Diet Coke version, uh, you know, after uh, working with Lisa, I even went, you know, I'm the type of person that even today, you know, we never really fully develop as mediums. We still, There's still more, there's still more, I think that mediums are just scratching the surface of what information we can truly get there from the spirit world. And and so whether that's a a loved one on the other side or whether that's potential spirit guides. uh, um, But I went to um, England, Uh, I flew back and forth to England for a year and studied under um, uh, Tony Stockwell who's uh, a very uh, brilliant, uh, very, you know, had his TV shows in England um, and he's just a brilliant medium really. Uh, I think he's one of the best, I think, in the world. And and, um, so I was able to study under him, and he just really picked on me for a year, pushed me out of my comfort zone, and now, you know, today, that's that's what I do, you know what I mean? I literally, you know, do demonstrations where I do big groups, I do readings, I I do individual readings. Um, I I mentor, actually, you know, people in other mediums out too from around the world. You know, right now I have some students one in Australia, one in Kazakhstan. I have Canada, uh, all over the place. So I do mentor um, and teach students too as well.
0: Amazing. What an amazing journey. There's so much here that I can go in different browsers and have so many questions. Um, I'll ask two questions and you can kind of answer in an order that feels natural to you, but something yeah. that kind of sounds like you continue to you know the power of this surrendering that multiple times you surrendered I know that through my own experience and different friends on these spiritual paths that were to me to go into our different, you know, paths. Um, it is letting go of the fears of, you know, what will others think, and really tuning into these energies, being sensitive. Like for you, what did that, you know, path of surrendering and those activities that really look like for you? And in that surrendering, it led you to these different teachers. And I'm curious as to in that process of the debris surrendered and working with these teachers, what does that teaching look like? Who is a teacher how to develop those skills?
1: Yeah. So two things. Well, the first let me just hit the first one here, the, su- the, the the surrender aspect of it. You know, um I think it's interesting because right now, I mean, I, I don't know if they call it New Age or New Agey, you know, this whole we create a reality um, thing and know like the secret and stuff like that and listen uh there's no doubt i believe in that I, I believe in the sense that the mind is very powerful and you can manifest the things that you want um that's not how i live my life though i, I will be honest with you and it's something that in my, my podcast that i've um you know interviewed you know highly uh, uh you know uh, spiritual lecturers and uh you know bigger mediums that connected to spirit and stuff like that And i always ask the question do we create our reality or is there some sort of spiritual destiny, you know what I mean, or, or, or that we come here with some sort of a plan? Yeah. And, and so in my experience, and all I can give you with my experience is, um, my experience is surrender because my whole path has been about that. I don't try mm-hmm. to go out and do anything. I just work on me, myself, my mediumship, and even today, opportunities are brought to me. You see what I'm saying? Like I didn't when when I think back when Lisa Williams called me, she sent me a text. Fancy a chat? You know she's she's British too. You know, fancy a chat? You know, and I was at, at the time I was still you know working a regular job. Uh, my family have uh, family has a business, and so um, you know I got home and, and we got on the phone, and, and sure enough, you know she was going to be here in a week or two weeks, whatever, for her show. And she asked me, would you open for me? And and, and sounds, again, all great. But there's this scared child sometimes inside Anthony here. And uh, I said, can I let you know tomorrow? You know what I mean? And she laughed at me. And she was like, because most people would have been like, oh, my God, yeah. I was like, can I let you know tomorrow? And she would start laughing. She's like, yeah, I, I guess. You know, I said, at least I know I have to do it. <laughs> but uh, let me just let you know tomorrow. So I didn't. why I bring that back up again is because I didn't sit and visualize that on the vision board. I didn't sit and affirm that you know what i mean if anything i was scared shitless to go and try to do it you know what i mean because i'm not gonna get. and this is only the third time i've ever demonstrated i've never even stood on a stage that big in my life where i'm looking out at 1100 people here in the audience you know what i mean and so uh, um that's you know, a firm, big audience to start with <laughs> yeah so it's i think i did one or two other <laughs> dems before and there was like 70 people now i'm going to be pushed up to 1100 like that you know and uh, and and listen. It, it, it turned out, you know, it was really good. I was really shocked. Like it was, it was better than what I thought. My mind thought that it would turn out. It turned out better than that by surrendering to spirit and allowing um, everything to happen. So when I look back at my path, you know, over these years, it's always been about surrendering for me. It's been about surrendering, but also working on myself, and that's the surrendering. People, I feel like, take surrender as, I'm going to sit on my couch and do nothing. No, that is not what we're saying when we're talking about surrendering. It's surrendering to, you know, where the universe is taking us. You know, I went through a rough patch. You know, after I left my job, I'm married. I have two children. I just had, you know, my son was only one years old um, at the time where I I walked away from my, you know, salaried, you know, family-secured job to go do this, to walk a blind faith path and said, this is the time, you know, I've gotten enough messages there, Um, not through myself, but other people, you know, other mediums kept telling me, you know, kind of the same things, I was like, okay, I got to do this, and you know, my wife, I'm sure, wasn't happy, trust me, she wasn't happy at the time, she was, you know, she nervous too, Um, and she's very grounded around that area, you know, we have to be responsible. And, um, I could be a little, you know, just trust, just trust, you know? And so, um, but I, you know, I did, I trusted and I went through a, a period, a summer, I think it was two summers ago, um, where I had slowed down in the work and I just kept feeling, you know, from spirit there, just trust us, just trust us, just trust us to a point where I'm running in to maybe, you know, look at my old resume to kind of get it back together. What happened? You know, I, I'm, I'm a man, I have a family, I, I have, you know what I mean? My wife's staying home with our children uh my son's a year old you know my daughter's three and we just bought a house i mean we just bought a house literally months before you know what i mean like the bargain down wow and so but i just kept feeling trust and you know what about a month or two later everything started to you know kind of unwind you know what i mean and, and things started to unfold again in front of me and it was like in that time period i was like, again when i look back now sometimes we don't know why we're going through what we're going through in that time period, it allowed me to work on myself so much and to walk through my fears of financial insecurities, of security, you know what I mean, just in general, you know what I mean, as the you know, the stereotypical man that has the family that should be providing you know, that whole thing, and and, and, and go through all these fears that were arising through meditation, because I'm a big meditator, uh, um, I then actually met my shadow, which was just a weird experience and that could be a whole other conversation at, at that you know but through those months of my slowness it focused on you know it was allowed to focus on me and that's how i felt spirit wanted me to do is to work on myself and heal myself in certain areas and then again things started unfolding and you know it, it just Today I, I can't keep up, you know, with the with the amount of stuff, the opportunities I'm getting. But there's nothing that I do. People, it's so funny because I have a lot of colleagues or friends that are mediums too, and they often ask me. You know, they saw me post up my, my September October events, and I'm usually demonstrating mediumships or so doing galleries or these you know these bigger types of events. Uh, um, people don't understand what that is. Like a, you know, when people see John Edward or Teresa Caputo on TV, and they see you know they're at the gallery, whatever. I do these types of events where you know, probably four or five of them, maybe a month right now. And so people were reaching out to me. How did you get these up? You know, how do you do this? How do you set all this up? And I said, I, I said to someone, listen, honestly, I don't. You know, I, 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 these people have asked me, my name has gone around or people ask me for these opportunities or to, you know, Hey, can we work together or something like that? So, um, for me, it's always been about surrender. I'm not this one that we create our reality. I don't know if I'm so bought on that hold on that I should say either I don't I think that we do I think we have free will there's no doubt but um, I'm someone that if what I enjoyed about my mediumship and development from spirit um, I didn't just develop mediumship I developed through self development but I also, there was also a spiritual study aspect of it. My guides made me study, too, about the ego uh, um, and, uh, you know, looking at older sages like a Paramahansa, Yogananda, and people like that and studying their ways of how the world works right. in some way. You know what I mean? So um, there was a real spiritual aspect, I think, um, that, that I was able to. And listen, you know, people want to debate me about it or, you know, hey, listen, it, it, you, I think that the mind is powerful, you know? I read, I read a lot. My first year I developed, I, didn't, I couldn't afford TV. I couldn't afford cable. Um, so literally, I read books the whole year, literally. And people would just, hey, try Like, books would show up out of nowhere. It was so weird. And I'd be, oh, I guess this is what I'm supposed to read next. And um, so I'm bringing that up because in Return to Love, it's one, one of my favorite books there by Marion Williamson. In Return to Love, I, I love what she said. There was a part in there that she talks about. She was giving a talk in New York City and someone was there, and uh, this you got to remember. This is this is the book's early '90s, so it was like the '80s, I think, when she was given this talk. And Hill Street Blues was on. I don't know if anyone remember what that TV show was, uh, Hill Street Blues. But there was a person there that was trying to be an inspiring actor and trying to get a part, you know, like a background part in Hill Street Blues. And they raised their hand and they just, they just said, "Are you telling me I sit there and I look at my vision board and I, you know, affirm that I'm going to get my my part in Hill Street Blues?" And Mary Williamson says in *A Return of Love, she says, um, and that's not what I'm saying. If that's what you want, go do it. The mind is powerful and you'll manifest that. But what God is saying is, I'm calling you for this starring role, but you're still too busy trying to get this small secondary part in she Street Blues. So if we surrender to what God or what the power, the universe, spirit, Muhammad, Jesus, whatever you want to call it, uh, um, the light... Uh, um, if we surrender to that, uh, um, I, I believe that we can't even possibly fathom within the own egoic mind of where we actually where we can go to. And I see that now in my life. I, if you would have told me where I went through that slow period, where I am today, I would never have believed it. No way. I couldn't even dream yeah. this myself. Now, the development I aspect. I really
0: appreciate this perspective. Yeah.
1: The development. Like, I think
0: aspect, it's so. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I think it's so important to, you know, bring to light the importance of this balance of the, cause the law of attraction is, you know, all that you hear about today, you know, and myself included where I'm big in visualizations. I you know, meditate every, well, at least once a day, bring this forth and that, you know, there's times where being, you know, I don't know if you are familiar with Abraham Hicks or yeah. like, you know heard about You know, that state of being in the vortex, when you are in that state of pure, I like to just say living in alignment. Like, I'm working on a book right now of what is life in alignment? What does it mean to be aligned? What does it mean when your chakras are fully balanced and you have that flow? And I feel it is that state of surrender. Um, But I'm really glad that you're kind of talking on the importance also that a big part of the spiritual path, it's all to become our greatest, highest self. And with that is personal development is such a huge component of that. So I'm glad you're kind of bringing that in. All just just sit on your couch and think good thoughts, and that it's going to be. It's all about really shaping ourselves and being used to serve as Thor wants us to.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. You know, I, I think um, yeah. it's funny too because as you know, there's no uh, there's no technically like a certification or whatever for mediumship, and so. A lot of people develop to be mediums, um, but they miss—they don't develop spiritually in some sense. And unfortunately, now in the industry, you see a lot of cutthroat type stuff, or you know, people having competitions, um, or jealousy and envy. And it's like people aren't willing to even look at that side of themselves, and, and therefore, uh, um, it kind of gets you know sticky, icky energy that's kind of coming through. Um, some people, and it's like, wait a minute, we're all here to serve, you know what I mean? We're all here to serve, we're serving the light, we're serving spirit, we're serving, you know, I always say, you No, know, I'm, I'm just the voice of the spirit world, um, and so I'm giving that, the, the spirit world, the, the voice to, to use through me, and unfortunately, it's, you know, it, it's not, it's not required, but that way, you know? The answer to the other part of that question is, too, is when you brought up, what does the development look like? Um... I think in a sense where people ask me a lot, and, and um, even as a mentor now with mentoring people on um, other mediums, what does it look like? Uh, mediums develop. You know, it's it's this thing where it's it, it's kind of a myth that uh, John Edward became John Edward because I bring up John Edward because he's probably the most famous medium of our time right now. John Edward is, is John Edward because he was born. You know, I do believe mediums are born and not taught, but we're born with a sensitivity of to energy we're very sensitive and so we're sensitive enough to deal with the energy there through a, through a different dimension per se you know we're very empathic we can sense our feelings and emotions of others too as well and so we're born to that degree but then it's up to us to develop it if you take a, a famous basketball player or you know a star athlete you know what I mean they have a natural talent there but then they have a coach And that coach helps them hone in on even more of their strengths. You see what I'm saying? So as a developing medium, you know, uh, um, we learn because mediumship, there's a very famous uh, uh, older medium now. He's passed away, Gordon Higginson from from, um, England. And he said at best, mediumship is a mirror of the mind. You know, the spirit world, our, our, our loved ones there to the spirit side, um, I call spirit side, um, spirit world, some people say heaven, um, but our, our loved ones there can only use my frames of references that's what's within me. So we develop our techniques. We develop how we, um, to, to get more frames of references so they can use us to give the message to the loved one here. So if, what is it, you know, a, a teacher really, you know, we practice. We really, we practice. We work on... Um, blending and merging with that soul because mediumship is really soul to soul it's a soul to soul communication it's mm. you have the discarnate soul the one that's there on the spirit world and we are the incarnate you know we have a soul so it's them merging and blending their soul to us you could say consciousness to consciousness it's that consciousness blending into my consciousness and then the information starts to flow through it is not easy to trust me it's not we see pictures we may hear a blip of something we may hear a name real quick or we may feel something but it's like downloads almost that's coming through us and then we have to make sense of it so it's practice and that is mm-hmm. what gets us to be better mediums you know what I mean and that's what a teacher kind of
0: pushes us
1: Yeah. so um, but our ultimate the best teacher I think is spirit you know is our own guides we all have spirit guides. <laughs> Always. We have all yeah. and I think that's the number one teacher um, a mentor just you know, where a teacher of mediumship just pushes you to some degree, and that's, you know, and I'm I'm thoroughly grateful, and, and um, you know, for how spirit has aligned my path with Lisa Williams or Tony, because both of them, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Leo, so I'm very loyal, um, but both of them really um, pushed me. They saw something in me. Like I said, I wasn't always this way. I was scared. I was frightened. I you know uh, um you, you know I I had a father that wasn't you know he you know was always working and so somehow I, I had a pattern that got into me in a sense where you know that uh, um, I wasn't good enough you know what I mean from a young age and I'm not I've already worked through that stuff. I'm not trying to blame my dad at all. He was doing the best that he could do and in creating his business to better the family there in some way. So, but through that, you know, I had this pattern in line me. And so that pattern that stays throughout our life until we start working on it. Um, but I was very nervous, I was scared. And these two, you know, famous mediums saw this connection that I had with the spirit world and really. Harped on me and pushed me out of my comfort zone. So, what they did for me, not only with not so much with the developing of the leadership, because I think spirit is the best way, but they really helped me hone in on it more, but also pushed me off that ledge and said, Go fly, you know, that you have your weight. go fly now, you know what I mean? And so, uh, um, I, and I'll be forever grateful, um, to them for that. That's incredible. I find it so important
0: for us to potentially find those teachers and that you know that's something that I really sat with yesterday on the beach you know under the full moon I you know I spoke to source I had a really good release cry made a lot of space for a lot of things to come in and you know I really found myself sitting recently in that okay like who like I just want to bring forward more teachers and I'm ready to like just keep learning and keep developing you know in my fields and you know work with this energy and work with these powers uh, you know are in and tuning into panel and Knowing how to control that. And with that, it's kind of a question directly with mediumship, but just kind of in energy work, um, you know, you have these downloads that
1: you're receiving.
0: Is that something that you're able to turn on and off? Or is that something that you just have to manage on the day-to-day of things coming
1: through? Yes. Um, it's something that, you know, when, when you develop more and more, um, it's something that you can easily turn on and off. It becomes like a light switch almost, mm-hmm. you know, in your mind, like, okay, I need to go on, you know, because I'm about to sit with people or I'm about to do a show or there's a group or whatever. Um, so throughout the day, I kind of, uh, uh, and I'm not working. I enjoy my energy, you know what I mean? And so the spirit doesn't really mm-hmm. bother me in that way. You know, um, I will say earlier on mm-hmm. in development, um, I definitely would feel more of that because I didn't know so much of what I was doing. You know, I may be literally talking to someone and then all of a sudden I could feel like someone trying to come around or come through and I would just, you know, kind of give them, you know, hey, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, this is, you know, it's not TV mediumship where you see people just walking up to strangers and start giving them messages because that's unethical, you know? Um, and that's TV. That's already known. That's going to be planned out for TV. Uh, um, but So it wasn't like I was just walking over to people and giving them messages. But if I was having a conversation with someone, I would actually start to feel things or people trying to come around. And I would just say, this is really weird, but... You have a brother in the spirit world. And they would be like, yeah, wait, what? You know, and, and before you know this thing, you know, this, this reading would kind of happen spontaneously because I was like, what is going on here? You know, nowadays it doesn't like that, you know, uh, potentially maybe if, you know, we're driving and me and my wife are driving and the kids or something, maybe my wife could be, you know, talking to someone on messenger or maybe I'll hear a quick name or maybe they're attached to it in some way. Um, but it's not like no, they don't always bother me. I sleep normal. Um, you know, it's totally. It's like a light switch. You can turn them on and off.
0: Awesome. Um, I definitely would love it. Before we're done here, if we could turn that on and do a reading, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, cool. But maybe a question for any listeners listening that want to develop, you know, their connection with Source more or be able to. Be better at surrendering and listening to that inner guide and those teachers. Do you have any practical tips that you know someone might be able to apply to their day to day?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the first things I think is is in, in 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 working in that sense where I would think that everyone has their own guide. Everyone has a spirit guide. It's not like limited to spiritual people or mediums or psychics or any way. So, what I always suggest is actually starting to get to know your guide, to start to build a relationship there with your guide. Um, it's not as hard as it sounds, Or, but I will say, your guide's not going to show up and be like, hey, it's me, you know? Um, what you need to do is you need to start <laughs> asking questions to your guide, and you'll start to feel answers, or you'll start to see throughout. It might not be right then and there, but throughout the day, you might actually see signs that are coming through that are starting to answer your questions. The best way to do that is journal, believe it or not. You know, I actually, it's funny, I'm sitting at this desk. Um, I actually have a, um, a, a journal that for me, still to this day, I literally will journal to my guides every morning. You know, I actually take out a piece of paper. So some people just journal, you know, um, about things they're going through. I actually journal to my guide. You yep. know what I mean? And, and um, you know, whether it be in the days that nothing's really going on, I may just journal some gratitude to my guide for, for helping me or whatever it is. Um, but I'll ask certain questions. Hey, I'm blocked here. Hey, why is this bothering me? And literally throughout the day, you'll get kind of answers there that may come into the mind. They may Again, you're not going to hear it like, hey, I'm here. Let me answer you. Um, but they'll actually point you in the right direction. They, they can think at you. You know, they'll use your thoughts to send you um, the way that you go. Or you may start to feel. Or before you know it, you're scrolling, looking something, and boom, boom, bang. And all of a sudden, five months later, you're like, this is so odd. This is exactly like the answer of my question today. That's your guide. It's just that you're not being aware of their presence. And it's not that they care. Listen. Their, their, their job is to guide you that's what they've been assigned to you you know what I mean at first you have a master right. guide per se you know you have you may have other guys that come in and out but through, so through journaling and getting to know your guide people will say well you can't well, I want to get a name ask your guide the name but you may not hear it once you may have to wait and see over a month you're going to keep seeing this name on billboards and on on on, on license plates, or you're reading, and this name pops out at you, and you keep seeing it, and you're like, why do I keep seeing this this, this, this name over and over, and you ask your God for its name, it's most likely your guide's name, and you can start calling it that. Mm-hmm. It's not so, they don't need that. You just could just simply say, I want to build, man, guys, I want to build a relationship to you, and, and uh, with you, and, and, and start to journal, you know, start to journal your, your thoughts, feelings, emotions, what's going on in your life. They know, they know. But for me, for some reason, when I put pen to paper, it makes it a little more serious. You can just have a, a, a conversation with your guide in your mind. Don't, don't get me wrong. and just start to ask. But for some reason, for me, I put pen to paper. Um, I see the uh, answers come through um, um, quite differently or easily um, throughout the patterns that are happening throughout the day or the weeks that are, that are coming. So that's one. The second thing is, I would say is for anyone, and you would probably say the same thing as people, is meditation. You know meditation to quiet the mind because the mind is you know the chatter that gets in the way of sometimes of what our soul is really trying to speak for us or through us and that you know and 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 i i i don't know why i always think this but uh, um i think like intuition is it the the seat of the soul potentially is down in the in the um uh, soul plexus chakra you know what i mean so and i think that's where our intuition is you know too as well so um i think that by quieting the mind by learning how to meditate and quieting the mind um, you can get in tune more with what you're feeling. And that's actually like my third thing is, really is the intuition is feeling. We, 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 we live up here, you know? We're all constantly up here in the mind, you know what I mean? And so I was teaching a class in Canada, I think a week ago or two weeks ago, and this just came out of my mouth. Um, it, was, we were, it was all mediums. And this just came out of my mouth in it, and I said, um, feeling is, is, a, is our superpower. You know, it's our superpower, but we've we've lost that, you know, society has lost that to some degree because now there's all these drugs that makes us not feel, you know what I mean? And there's all these things to numb us in some way. And so uh, um, sometimes if you get out of the mind and drop into the body and feel things out, you know, I'm big with that with with, with people that I'm I'm helping mentor too, now go and feel that out, you know. How does that feel? Um, Because the mind lies, the mind has a lot of chatter, the mind lies, you know. I don't believe feelings lie so much, you know what I mean, but the mind lies. But when you have a feeling, ooh, you know, uh, of someone that's an empath, or not empath, they're just sensitive to energy, or maybe it's just someone that doesn't feel their sensitive energy, but you meet someone for the first time, and all of a sudden, you come around and you get that weird feeling, like oh, something doesn't sit right around this person. You're feeling energy, you know, and that is what you have to start to build upon and start to trust that. And so through meditation, quieting the mind, but also going into the body, getting out of the head. Some people say drop in the heart. You could drop down into your, your solar plexus, your stomach area. But when you when you start to really feel the the emotions and the feelings of what is really happening, instead of and, and just taking some time, you know, um, if someone asks you a question or how do you feel about this, instead of just answering right away here stuck in the mind, if you actually just sit there for, you know, 10, 15 seconds, just... Uh, and then just drop into, what do I really want to say? What is my, what am I feeling? Am I, do I really want to do this today? Does my soul really say I want to go here with my friends? Or am I just going because I have to go and I have to put on a show? What do I really want to do? Where is that feeling coming from? And, and I think, you know, again, feelings is a superpower that we've lost.
0: Absolutely, and you know, I'm blessed in many ways. Uh, one of which you know, I like to think that it's a benefit in many ways that I you know, did choose to come here in this existence as a woman, you know, where we're, it's a little bit more socially acceptable for us to embrace our emotions and feelings, where I feel in men we're coming a long way in this spiritual revolution, but to have that stereotype still that it's you know, wrong or it's weakness to feel your emotions, you know, and just society's, whole. Oh, I live in New York City. Where it's the, you know, this is the city of stone face. Like, you don't let anybody in. You don't feel. You don't feel. Everyone wears black, so you defend everyone out. You know, like, it's so important for us to be able to tap in. Like, if you, I uh, read a quote recently where it's like, if you love hard, own that. Like, that is a superpower. Like, if you can love and you can feel, rock that. Because it's, uh, the, the world needs it more than ever. And that's what really allows us to step into our truest self. You know, yeah. that's, you can feel that place of full love and empowerment when you're in tune with I feel and letting ourselves feel like when you're angry, be angry because it's going to leave, you know, it's that suppression that, you know, I personally, my opinion is when we suppress the emotions, that's when it allows us to stay deeper in the mind because the mind's just like, oh, well, you don't want to go down there. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on down there. So let's just stay up here.
1: Yeah, it's safe, safe. You know, yeah, I, I think the, the comfort
0: zone. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and I think that's the ego of mind because again, you know, I read a book, on the egoless self, which is is brilliant, really. It's a, it's an amazing book, but there's a chapter in there, and I think I actually posted it on my Instagram the the thing. But my ego loves no one, including me. You know what I mean? So the mind, the mm. ego. When I talk about the ego, I'm talking about the ego of mind. You know, it, it wants you to stay there because in that comfort zone, because there it knows that you know you won't truly tap the full potential of the soul or. Fully tap the potential of what you've come here really to be, you know what I mean? And so it wants you to stay in this one little area, doesn't want you dead because if you're dead, then it's dead, you know yeah, what I mean? Should. But it doesn't want you to be happy yeah. because then you're not listening to the ego, it wants you to stay right there. And so, um, it's interesting that's the resistance, you know. Ooh, you know, so maybe asking yourself, Why am I resistant about this? What is this resistance? What is this coming from? There's a real difference between fear because of. Something is going to happen fear that your body may pick up on like uh, um, Like a trauma type of fear where you know a car you know some uh, Intuition trying to say that maybe you're gonna get into a car accident um, Then just fear of the mind you know what I mean of uh, Being afraid of to do something in some way you know what I mean? So there, there's you know when you figure those two out there's you, definitely different and but the ego wants to create that fear We know it's not real, you know, it's not real. It's just something that you've made up in your mind.
0: Yeah, that's uh It makes me think of the post that you put on your Instagram recently with the Banksy uh, yeah. painted the graffiti with the Banksy art. And it's just fear makes it bigger. And it's just like one well, Banksy just rocks. But like I yeah. saw that and I was just like, oh, that's everything. I'm going to need to repost that soon. It's so true. Like, you know, and I'm still very guilty of it, you know, or I'm still on my journey and I'll always be a student. I have a long way to go in mastering and, you know, finding new modalities and different tasks. Like I know that I'm still doing a lot of shadow work and really diving deep and bringing myself through and catch the ego, like like coming back up and like dropping me into those levels. And it's more, I feel like going through the shadow work and then bring myself up to these higher frequencies more and more and tapping into it. It's almost humorous uh, how much fear can play when you can really start to peg it. We're just like, that's just fear and ego through and through. And like when we can really like start to tune into these different tools, you know, and sit down on a pillow and quiet the mind, and most important, tap into those feelings and let them come through, like, when I can, like, feel a cry coming on now, I get excited, I'm like, yeah. ooh, and, like, I get frustrated when, like, it comes up to the surface and goes back down, I'm like, no, just go, it's time to go, like, you don't serve here, like, let's get an ugly cry going, like, come on. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's awesome. coming out. It's you know, it's it's a way for it to flow. Listen, I want to tap into you because I know we don't have too much longer. Um, I'm gonna if you, might, cool. if you don't mind, Stay let right. me just tap in. I want to tap into you kind of intuitively um, and just give you some info. I just feel like I would be doing an injustice in or, or or not so good because when I start to bring through loved ones there from the spirits side, I really want to give them the voice. But let me just tap into you intuitively and let, let me just go from there. Because as you're talking, your energy That's is uh, your voice is. Uh, um, is bringing me a lot of info. So that's why I I just want to see what's happening here. Kelly, just give me your full name again. Kelly? Keith. Keith, good. Uh, um, It's interesting to me, Kelly, because I feel here in a sense here, now listen, uh, you know, you just said some things to me, so I don't want to, but I have to bring these things back up. Um, I do feel like you've done a lot of work on yourself. You know, I kind of feel like you've shot your arrows up in the air and like, you you know, they're just kind of falling here back down. So what I mean when I say that is I know that you've done a lot of work on yourself, but I know that there is still more to go here too as well. For some reason, I'm in your chest. So I feel like I'm in your heart area right here um, all of a sudden too as well. And I do feel like you're still healing um, a, a, a great loss, or I feel like you're still healing from a relationship from years ago um to be honest with you is that absolutely true Would you understand that there was a a race? i want to go back to when you were younger to be quite honest with you i don't think it was now or recently but i feel like for some now i'm not saying little but i'm saying back i don't know i want to say in your 20s um here or or around that time period because i feel like um someone had messed with you or someone had hurt with you there um in, in some way and i still feel like you hold on to that to some degree would you understand that yes Okay, because um, yep, I feel definitely. like there's still this part of a forgiveness piece here um, there that even though you've been working on um, and it's there, but there's still this like little nugget there that's stuck that we need to just kind of clear out there um, in some way. Um, I also, I know that you're big in the surrender thing, what we just talked about, but I do have to say this to you because I keep bringing this up to me. I just feel like don't hold on too tight um, to how things are going to mm-hmm. look because I feel like in some way, um, you're actually undermining your vision right now. So I find that really interesting. I get really emotional actually when I say that. So I can feel your emotion there um, too as well. Like you're not giving yourself enough credit or you're not giving yourself enough uh, um, of a big enough vision so don't hold on to um, what your vision is right now because I think it's going to be bigger than what you expected or bigger than what you what you're thinking right now. I'm um, there. I'm in California, so I don't know if you have plans of going to California or you're you're visiting California, but I want to say that you're going to California. I could say that um, with, with clear as day here. So is that true? Do you know it yet? Uh,
0: I've been I've been talking about needing to get to the West Coast a lot recently.
1: Okay. So you're going because they're bringing me to going. When I say they, I'm talking about your guides now. I feel I'm connecting with your guides here. Because they're bringing me here it's funny because i feel like i got a, a a team of people here around you you know uh, uh not just one guy that for some reason i'm feeling like four guys that stand around me here that want to uh i've, kinda I've been told i have
0: there. four or five
1: yeah good because um, i usually okay. sometimes i feel three but i feel four with you um here that that, that want to come through there's a new opportunity that's actually about to um create itself or present itself um to you I kind of feel like for some reason january is really significant so i'm hearing january and i feel like that's where the opportunity is going to kind of come forward here um i'm getting chills now so uh, um it's it's interesting to me but it comes right from spirit you know i don't even think that you know of this opportunity yet so that's why i find that very uh, um significant like even if you're thinking of something in january like i think it's going to be different than what you're thinking they've given me a feeling like you don't even know what's coming yet uh, um there for you um i don't know if you've been blogging or writing or you're thinking about blogging what's the blog do you blog now uh
0: there's i i'm in the process of putting some together for my site okay. uh i'm starting i'm in november i'm writing a book
1: oh, oh that, that's what i wanted to say good so um i hear blog for some reason but then i, I feel okay. that you actually need to write you know i, I wish you wouldn't have told me that cause mm-hmm. all the skeptics Like, nah, she said it to him. Uh -uh, But I feel like you're you're (laughs) writing, put it that way. So, because I keep acknowledging writing, but I do feel like you're blogging, though, for some reason. So, if you're writing something right (laughs) now on your website, that's fine. I almost feel here, in a sense, why I'm asking, as I go deeper into that, well, why, why, why the blog thing they're giving me? I almost feel like it's going to be good practice. So, you may want to just do, I'm not saying all the time do blogs, but I'm saying write a couple blog posts because I feel like it's going to get you into the flow of writing you know, uh, um, writing the book, you know what I mean? Starting to allow this, this energy to kind of flow through you and thoughts to flow onto the paper. Real interesting again, because I feel it's from spirit. So, um, again, as you start to write or you sit down the right book, I think you're going to have sudden, um, flashes of inspiration. I just want to tell you, you may want to bring a notebook around with you at certain times because I feel like you know, it could be uh, 1 p.m. in the afternoon and you're sitting on a train or you're stuck somewhere in a cab and all of a sudden this insight's going to come through and you're literally you're going to have to start writing it down so to make sure because you're not going to get it later that, that evening for the book because your guide is going to be there kind to help you write it. So I do feel like it's going to flow there um there too as well um i don't know what it is but i don't know if you need to drink more water or you don't drink enough water but there's something about you need to drink more water have you not been drinking water recently
0: (laughs) um i've been on the go a lot and i could definitely like i drink a good amount but i could definitely be doing upping my water and just kind of Probably my food and self-care a little bit better as I'm on the road right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. I just
1: feel like the, for some reason, and I feel like it's like only the past couple of days for some reason I want to say it. Like you've either been parched or you've either been dehydrated, but you need to just drink more water. Just remember I'm bringing it up. Uh, okay. And, All right. Uh, I do want to say, um, there, who's the gentleman on the spirit side that had heart issues or had a heart attack? you have a grandfather on the spirit side?
0: I have two.
1: One of them had heart issues. The
0: other one of them had heart issues. They both passed.
1: Um, unless you're gonna almost die me, out. Unless you're going to tell me, I, I don't want you to say anything yet. I want. Did someone? Does someone have okay. issues here that's alive right now? Like high blood pressure? Um,
0: my father.
1: And he's still here, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I I just want to. I'm not saying anything's happening to him, so please don't say think that I'm saying. Okay. This. I just okay. feel from that side of life, they're acknowledging there's someone here that has high blood pressure. To me, it comes in as heart first, and then okay. high blood pressure. I just feel like, just make sure he takes care of it, put it that way. Um, I feel like make okay. sure he takes care of it um, there, and I feel um, potentially maybe dad's a little stubborn around it sometimes, but there's something around yeah. like making sure he gets checked up every year. I'm not saying anything's happening. That's not to say that you're yeah. concerned to make sure he's, he stays on top of it um put it
0: that way cool good amazing oh and thank you so much for uh this is all wonderful and reassuring and you know definitely gonna go and drink a down a water bottle and go for a (laughs) run after this conference and and just keep focusing on myself and surrendering and get to writing it's
1: all so amazing Um, i wanted to say this too because this is just on the forefront of my mind and i didn't say it to you um I feel like you're building an empire, so just remember that. In your days of doubt, you know, I, I do feel like you're, you're building something um, that, that's unique, but also, um, and not just in the sense for money or anything like that, it's very heart-centered, it's very soul-centered, it's spirit-centered, and I do feel like um, it, it's going to be met with great uh, um, success, put it that way, feel your God. Yeah, and I'm not saying today I'm saying you're building this and so but there's yep. connection in California so I, I, you know I feel like something out there is going to connect at some point and I do feel like um, travel so I feel not just going there I'm saying when this this ultimate success comes I feel uh, uh, potential traveling um, potential speaking but also have you ever thought about doing retreats?
0: Tal yeah very
1: much so. All of a sudden, I hear retreat, retreat. So I know that you'll be doing yeah. retreats here too as well, and I feel you'll be traveling with that. But I do feel like you're going to be traveling back and forth, though, um, East Coast, West Coast a lot too as well, so when that when that time comes. Again, if you give me a roundabout um, – I don't know why I keep hearing three, so I think all this is in three years or all this starts to really unfold within these next three years. I know that everyone would want to hear it now, I want that now, um, but I just feel that like they're giving me this, these three years are, are, are pivotal to this, this, this success. I don't know why I'm doing this, but uh, for some reason. <laughs>
0: um, I like it. It, it, it gives a it good, good. it creates the space, it creates that timeline, it's, yeah. it's, all, it's beautiful. Um, cool. Anthony, thank you so, so much. I'm going to include in the show notes all the links to uh, how people can reach you. Um, if someone wants to get in touch with you for a reading or they have been feeling that they're being called a mediumship, what is the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Uh, definitely, I would say through my website. Um, it's just my name, M-R-O-C-K-A. M-R-O-C-K-A.com. Um, I actually have another site that directs to that. It's, it's very simple because people always spell my name wrong, but mediumanthony.com. Uh, um, And on there, there's an assistant email, and my assistant would show me um, the emails if if someone feels called to mediumship or having some experiences like that way. Um, Yeah, email. If anyone needs a reading or any of that stuff, all that stuff is listed on my website in the scheduler where I am and all that other stuff.
0: Amazing. Um, Yeah, I'll definitely include, uh, I'll go through here, and pull out the names of the books that you included that you mentioned, and we will get in the show notes how people can read you. um, Yeah. And again, I encourage everyone, even like, just on Instagram, following Anthony right there. He's always uh, posting great snippets of value that will just kind of keep you pushing and motivated to follow your truest path. Um, Anthony, thank you so, so much for being a part of this podcast and being connected. I look forward to staying in touch with one another as we Absolutely. continue to build and uh,
1: yeah.
0: work from this heart center space. Cool.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and I enjoyed
0: My
1: pleasure. Thank
0: you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, starshines. That wraps up another episode of Into the Heart Space. As always, thank you for your presence and for your love and for being all that you are. For more information about what we're up to, or if you want to explore working more with me, one-on-one whether that's reiki healing learning reiki or exploring and the other you know higher consciousness content that's being pumped out there feel free to check out at heartspace.co or come over and say hello to me personally on instagram at i am kelly keith i will see you next time and as always be you be true and stay beautiful i love you so 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 much ciao ciao